Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Mommy Oyoyo is a platform for the modern African woman to talk about anything and everything related to motherhood in today's world. Join me, Barry Dakara, as we tackle the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, the wins, the losses, and everything else in between. Mommy Oyoyo is your plug for real life chits and experiences about being a mother, African style. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. This is episode 64, and I'm so glad to be back. I apologize for the unscheduled break, but it has been about a month since I published an episode, and quite a bit has happened in that one month. I got a new job. I started a new job about three weeks ago. And I was on vacation as well last week. So I haven't had the time, I guess, to focus on the podcast. My new job is great. It's awesome. Um, I now have a regular schedule, like most people working eight to five. Um, and I have my weekends off as well. So no more nights, no more weekends, which is great for me and great for Coco as well. But, um, you know, when there are changes like this, it's a little bit of a learning curve trying to, you know, get into the groove of things. So I'm kind of trying to figure out, okay, well, what free time do I have, you know, for the podcast, for leisure, um, for myself and all of these other things. So, um, yeah, that's just what's been happening with me, but, um, thank God for this new job. Uh, in this episode, I am speaking with Millie Malam, and she is the founder of Merging Parenthood. Merging Parenthood is a community or a platform where Millie helps new moms navigate the return to work, advance their careers, step into their full potential while raising children. And I know that there are a bunch of women who, you know, you have children or you're pregnant or you're planning for children and you want to be sure that you're still able to um, to navigate your career while also being present with your children. And so um, we had a very insightful conversation and I'm sure that you'll get something. You'll definitely be um, impacted, especially if you have young kids um, or you're pregnant and you're looking to get back to work or you're planning, you know, to continue with your corporate career as a mom. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. And at the end of this episode, I will share, as usual, other episodes that I think you might be interested in if you enjoy this one. Thank you. Hi, Millie. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And you? I am doing pretty good being a mom and, you know, just all over the place as usual. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for being on the Mommy Oyo podcast today. I'm very excited to speak with you and learn a little bit more about everything that you do. But before we get to what to do, what you do, we want to know who you are. So could you please introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Um... As, as you've already said, my name is Millie, um, Millie for short, my full name is Millicent. And um, I was born in Cameroon, but um, moved to the UK um, in my late teens to further my education and all of that good stuff that a lot of us do. And um, I'm a mom, 
I'm a wife as well. And I also am a management consultant working one of the big four um, accounting firms, particularly, um, specifically Anything Young at the moment. So every time you see me, I'm either juggling between wife, mother, and employee. So, and also I've recently added the entrepreneurial cap on top of that. So that's a bit about me. Okay, so you're an entrepreneur as well as everything else, and you started merging parenthood, correct? Correct. Okay, could you tell us a little bit more about merging parenthood, like how you started it and why you started it? Oh, great. And what is it? And what is it even? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to talk all about that, right? Um, so merging parenthood and work, it, it all came about when I was... Um, pregnant with my son for the first time. Um, I suffered a severe case of hyperemesis gravidarium. And I realized that there was not a lot of information out there, one, um, on how I could manage the severe condition with um, my employer. Um, how do I set expectations? How do I even have a conversation with my employer that this is the situation around my pregnancy without feeling guilty about um, the quality of the work I'm doing or without feeling guilty of, of not being fully present? And I searched the internet and I didn't really see anything um, that was talking about how do you manage expectations at work when you're pregnant or anything like that. So I just started journaling my experience and I decided to be honest at work with all the challenges I was facing throughout that season. Once I went on maternity leave because I ended up having, I was written off work. So I had to go um, on maternity leave earlier than expected. And once the baby came and I was thinking of returning back to work again, I didn't really see any concrete information on the internet, for example, about what do you do um, to return back to work effectively, especially if you are in a thriving career? How do you set yourself up for success? And how do you actually um, prepare for all the unknowns and all the different challenging um, uh, um, things that you face along the road as a mom? How do you even manage your set expectations about childcare or your employer? I searched the internet again. Like I did a lot of research because I love research. And um, there's a lot of content on the internet about motherhood, but there is little or nothing about managing motherhood, work, and everything in between. So that's how merging parenthood and work um, came about. And it's really just everything has been true. Um, the steps I've taken to be able to effectively return back to work after maternity. I've converted all of this into a resource and I'm sharing it with the moms in my life. And um, once I started doing that, um, all the moms found it really useful, new moms especially, and even moms that were just out of work and found that it was just overwhelming to return back to work. They were reaching out to say, how, how are you able to return back to hectic corporate um, doing the kind of work that you do with like two toddlers because my kids were back to back as well. Mm. I say back to back, like 15 months apart. And I returned back after my son and then I returned after my daughter. Like, Everyone thought I was crazy at that time, but that was because um, I, I, I put this structure in place for myself. I, I, I did a lot of um, structured thinking, putting down stuff for myself. I reached out to coaches and mentors, like women in the workplace that had children. I was like, well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And once they told me that I wrote it down and I would share with other people as well. But these are conversations that people normally don't have. People normally don't tell anyone how to have these conversations. It's more or less like as mothers, or once we become mothers, we are just um, kind of like expected to figure it all out. 
and it can be very challenging. And that's how Merging Parenthood and Work started to provide tools, resources to um, moms and especially new moms who want who want to return back to work and not only return back to work, but um, effectively return back to work and thrive with being a mom and with um, owning your career as well and accelerating the career ladder. Oh, wow. Thank you very much for that. Um, you know, while you were talking, you, you took me back to when I was pregnant with my daughter and my boss at the time was one of the first people I told that I was pregnant. And I'm not sure why I figured, you know, because she's a woman, because she's a, a mom as well, that she would be empathetic towards me because I had a high-risk pregnancy. And this chick was just like, yeah, okay, you're pregnant. And then, you know, and I'm like, um, but I have a high-risk pregnancy. And she was just, she wasn't the nicest person to me at all. In fact, when I got back from maternity leave, um, I saw my position being advertised as open my position wow. and I'm like did I quit while I was on maternity leave because exactly. I, I don't remember quitting I mean I know that I was on bed rest and I couldn't come to work but I'm allowed to do that like there are things in place for that you know so that was just um a very uh, I guess horrendous experience but you just what you just said now brought, brought that back to me um and, and, and this is something that um, I don't think um, there's a lot of conversation out there to especially new moms, first time moms and how to manage these expectations because we get, for, with pregnancy, we are already um, emotionally unstable. Um, our hormones are up and down, and especially when you have any other complications added to it, it can be really challenging, but you need someone that can always actually tell you the different steps or how to approach conversations, what to say in this situation, just to make sure that um, no one is taking advantage of you because you are expecting a baby, no one is taking advantage of you because you are um, a new mom or you've just returned back to work. Because in all honesty, um, a lot of mothers um, find themselves in this situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So to that point, um how does a woman who is newly pregnant or i don't know halfway through or whatever how does she have that conversation with her manager or her boss or whoever so a woman that's getting ready you know to ask for maternity leave or to take maternity leave how does she um start the conversation with her with her superiors and also ensure that you know her job isn't in jeopardy very good question um, there. Um, one of the key things I tell all the moms is, like I've put together first, I've put together a four step process, right? That I do um, share with the moms um, that, I, that approach me or all the moms that probably come to me for mentoring and coaching on these, right? So um, it's not a conversation that would take place at once. It happens in a process, depending on where you are in that process or in that phase. Say for example, if you're thinking of starting a family, right? In most cases, sometimes we do think about that. Sometimes we don't, and it takes off, it, it, it can meet us off guard, but that's not a problem. Once you're thinking about starting a family, the first thing you have to start doing is, I, I call it planning for a baby. You, you have to start reading about the government regulations in that country, 
where you are. Because there's a lot of government protection for pregnant employees, but because a lot of us are not aware of what those government um, regulations are, we fall victim or we fall prey to some of these abusive situations at work. So in essence, understanding your rights, mm -hmm. right? What are the do's and don'ts in those different countries? Say, for example, in the UK, there is a government regulation that um, no employer can discriminate against a, a pregnant employee. So once you start planning and having a baby and you are aware about all the different fine lines between what that discrimination means, right? You're entitled to all your sick leave. You are entitled to bed rest without your job being jeopardized. Mm. So you, you have to know those things for the country that you live in. And once you know that, the next thing you have to do is, what are, what are my entitlements with my employer, right? Some employers will go with the basic entitlements and other employers actually that are more supportive to working women in the workplace, they go further and add a lot more to those entitlements. So go to your HR portal and look at what those entitlements are. Look at your contract of employment as well and see what is covered in there, right? As well, if you're thinking of starting a family or having a family the next 12, 24 months, any contract you sign um, during that time, always make sure you ask um, when you're signing the contract or you read through the contract to understand the support that is in there for like maternity pay, you know, what am I getting? Is it 12 weeks? Is it 16 weeks? What, what are my entitlements if I have to have a baby? Right? What does the sickness package for that organization look like looks like? Because you have to be aware about these things. Once you're not aware, that's when if you're not aware and you meet a mean manager, that's when um, things can really go rough because one, you don't even know what your rights are. You don't know what you're entitled to. So having a conversation about it makes you already feel from a psychological perspective that you are at a disadvantage, mm. whereas you are not. So that's the first step. The next step is once you find out that you are pregnant, I always say that it's really important to speak to you. Let, if you want to tell anyone in your organization, in your in, in your team, let your manager be the first person to know. Okay. Because that nullifies gossip, right? It makes them feel like you have a good relationship with them. So you're managing expectations upwards and you're playing the psychological game to say that you are in my inner circle. Mm, that's okay. just the corporate wall. And that's how it works. And most of the times we don't know. That is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if you have a main manager, call them to a room and say, oh, I have something to tell you. And in most cases, even if they are not happy or they don't want to have a pregnant employee, by law, right? And I think this law is global. They cannot say anything negative. They have to celebrate it and then they have to support you. Okay. And, and once that happens, the next thing you have to look into is health and safety at the workplace, depending on what you're doing, right? So, so if you're in a job that you have to stand up for longer hours, what are the safety um, rights there to protect you as a pregnant woman for the number of hours that you stand up? And if you cannot stand up for those hours, for whatever particular reason linked to your health and pregnancy, then they have to give you an alternative way to do your job. That's actually a legal requirement. But most of the times as moms, we don't know that. And you, once you bring this up with your manager, right? And, and your employer, there is no way they will tell you that you're not entitled to that. Because when you're speaking to them, you're speaking to them in a place, from a place of confidence. Right. Let me, let me just 
interrupt here because that was exactly what happened with me. Because I had this high-risk pregnancy, my doctors told me that I couldn't stand for more than, I think it was like maybe 30 minutes at a time. And then I worked in a store as an administrative coordinator. And um, my boss, the one I mentioned previously, she was not happy that I, I, I wasn't allowed to stand for more than that time allotment. Um, she wanted to try and sideline me and tell me, well, you know, if you can't do your job, then maybe you can. And I'm like, no. First of all, as the administrative coordinator, I've read through all of the standards of operations in this company, okay? So I know what, uh, I know what my rights are and I know that you can find something else for me to do in this store. Yeah. She wasn't quite sure what it was. I told her what it was because she didn't know. Yeah. And so I had, I was um, relegated to help out in a different part of the store where I could sit down the entire time. But to your point, if I didn't know what options I had, that's how I'd have been afraid, like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. And then be forced to stand up for such long periods of time and potentially lose my child. Exactly. Yeah. So please go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. And and although like we say these things, sometimes it feels like it's so obvious, but I cannot tell you the number of women and new moms or new pregnant women that I've spoken to that have found themselves in these scenarios and they don't know how to navigate it. And the next thing is when you're expecting the baby, you have to start thinking about maternity leave, right? And I, I say that a lot of the times we don't think about our maternity leave, but it's like one of the most gracious time in, in a working woman's life that you can take and we strategize and replan because life is definitely going to be different post childbirth. That is without a doubt. Right. So you have to start putting thoughts in place, not a lot of heavy planning, but you can even do Google search about, you know, for example, if you're working in a store, as you mentioned, as a store assistant, what do your finances look like, right? And um, if I have to return back to work, I need to start thinking about childcare, right? And that's going to cost money. Even if I don't know what childcare options I'm going to go for, it means that if I have to return back to work, someone is going to look after this baby. And it means that that would translate into me paying for some form of childcare, unless I've got a reliable family member or a reliable friend that will look after my child, or we can do co, um, we can you can do co child caring. I don't know what terminology they use for that. And um, I can save some money of some money of that. But if you look at a lot of um, African moms in the diaspora, we have limited family support because we are living in places that we don't have a deep rooted family. Think about that. And once you start thinking about that, um, in my case, for example, once I found out that I was pregnant, I now signed up to my organization's childcare scheme because mm -hmm. in the UK at that time, there was something like that. And every month I had money put in that pot and I was saving towards childcare and that reduces my tax. Okay. So I really don't see the net difference in my tax. So you can also really explore those sort of options because once you start thinking about that earlier, that really relieves the stress of um, childcare cost when it comes to the time for you to return back to work. Also think about your career, right? Um, during this maternity leave, what can I really do to up my game, right? And, and we move nicely to the next step, which is why you on maternity leave, right? Bonding with your baby is very important. We cannot take that for granted, as well as, you know, um, just creating time for yourself to even just think about how this whole next phase is gonna look like for you. 
once you're doing that, you have to start thinking about or planning your return back to work. And in the process of planning your return back to work, make sure you maximize your time at home, right? Um, do I want to return back to that same job? Is it going to give me the flexibility to do the kind of, you know, parenting I want to do for my child? Because this is unique for every person, right? Mm -hmm. And even... Even if you 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 have a unique parenting that you want to do, what you do as a job, will he allow you, you know, parent in that way? If not, you have to start thinking at that point or doing some research, reaching out to um, coaches, you know, mothers that are working and doing it as well, asking them, what do you do for a job? What do you do as a career? And aligning your skill sets to those sort of roles that might grant you, for example, if flexibility is important to you, will grant you flexibility. If um, your paycheck, how much you take home is also really important to you after you have this baby, because now your, um, your living expense has gone up, you also have to look for roles that you can um, earn more, but giving less time. I know this sounds a bit cliche, but it's important to know that there are roles that for highly skilled people that they will put in time, they will make more money, but they will also carve out time to effectively look after their children. So you have to start exploring all those options and now start aligning them to say, for example, if this is what I want, do I have the skill set? If no, how do I gain those skill sets, right? Do mm -hmm. I need to do a training do i need to do some one day internship while my maternity leave to build those skill sets and map out that plan and do those things while you're on maternity leave not necessarily in a hectic way but make it work for you so that you feel like you've rested you've bonded with your baby but you've also equipped yourself for when you return back to work okay okay that sounds doable um how early in advance like how early in well while you're on maternity leave how how early on do you want to start putting things in place you want to put them in place before you go on maternity leave or after you've had the baby like what's the timeline i always say that there is no timeline here because every woman has got different circumstances right some people can have their kids and have further complications this is not like um there is no no setting stone but yeah. just make sure that if you visualize that you're going to be home for nine months, maybe the first three months, you just want to heal. You just want to get back to your normal self and you want to just bond with your baby. At this phase, you don't want to worry about any hectic overlifting. But that time, maybe when you have some time or you cannot sleep, you can just browse and research and do some research around roles or, or, or what you're thinking of doing, right? Why you are on this maternity leave. So you can spend the first three months bonding or... um planning or doing research to gain clarity and once you do that depending i know in the us it's very different because of the whole maternity leave um structure but in the uk you can take up to a year you're allowed to take up to a year and um once the three months cap is coming to an end then while you were doing the research maybe you, you you would have signed up to a course or two and you take that time, you take another two months to do a course or two, do some certifications as well. And even if you're returning to your same job, depending on the conditions you had for maternity leave, right? Make sure you have a strategy in the next six months to navigate into the role that will give you flexibility, give you the time to look after your children and then you make more money. Okay. I'm glad that you brought up, you know, the, the difference between like us in the US and you guys in the UK and other, you know, um, other proper thinking countries in the world. Um, over here, yeah, um, you, you pretty much have 
three months, although I, I went back to work, I believe at seven weeks for eight weeks. Okay. And uh, I didn't realize, see, I hadn't really read through my um, insurance, my health insurance policy and, um, and, and, and our office, our organization structure. Um, if I had come back one or two weeks later than I did, I would have um, been in danger of losing my health insurance policy. Because, oh, wow. yeah, and I had no idea. It just happened to be that um, I think I called the health, the, the HR department and I was asking questions about, about my health insurance. And they're like, oh, well, you didn't work enough hours between here and here. And I'm like, um, I was on maternity leave. They're like, yeah, but you know, we only get the, mm. the paid maternity leave for six weeks. After week six, then you're kind of on your own. You're allowed to take unpaid leave for six more weeks. But at that point, you're on your own. And because you're not working those hours, you don't qualify for health insurance. And I was shocked beyond belief. Wow. I'm like, so if I had just decided to stay at home now, I would have lost my health insurance. Like nobody said anything to me. So it's good for wow. you know women to make sure you read everything, read all, listen, ask all the questions. That's what I said. Understand the country you live in, understand the government regulations, understand your employer your employee entitlements from your employer. It's really important. I think we, especially like us from African um, backgrounds, we take these things for granted. And sometimes it can really come and bite us in a very bad way. And like we're talking about the returning back to work, right? Another thing that you really do when you're on maternity leave is that you have to network and you have to find mentors at work, not necessarily from the same place that you work. Make sure that you network one with your employees or the company that you're from, or you just network with other moms that are working and also have children. It always brings a lot of clarity, not in any form of comparison, but in knowledge sharing. Okay. And get a, get a mentor and a coach that really helps I know again that as a community it's not something that we do a lot it's not something that we are very proactive but what a mentor and a coach does is that they cheer you on they cheer you on they push you out of your comfort zone right and they make you to think about your skills and your ability in a way that you would normally not think about them right right so, so while you're on maternity leave, or even before going on maternity leave, make sure you find a mentor, make sure you find people that you can network with and talk about career, if it's important to you, not just the baby. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and as we spoke about returning to work, another key thing, again, you have to plan ahead, right? You have to, because once you plan ahead, you reduce the pressure of you you have to now casually look at your childcare options like i've listed and i've shared about four different childcare options that are really like um reliable in the uk pick the one that works for your family lifestyle your budget and your schedule and also just make sure that you do all of this way in advance because once you do that way in advance it really helps you set the pace and the tone for yourself and do a dry run about how your day would look like right before you eventually start work so that you are not all over the place on day one. Okay, all right. What about um, things like, um, uh, how do I say it? Like, 
ensuring you know that there's someone who can cover for you while you're on maternity leave like that transition period or transition person do you give any advice on that at all do you mean at work yes at work that it's that that is very tricky because it will vary from organization to organization right and some organizations i've seen where they will work with you to find someone to cover for you while you're on maternity leave and given that you're up front again with your manager to say that you're really keen on returning back right and you're taking maybe nine months for example right so they'll find someone to temporarily cover for your role for nine months and in most cases you will hand over your work to that person before you finally go off but this is a very ideal scenario Mm-hmm. In all honesty, um, some organizations will just let you go and they will reshare your work amongst your um, team. Of course, it means that everyone is taking on more workload. But once you come back again, you just take on your workload. So there are so many different scenarios. But again, that's very, it's very difficult to tell because once that workload has been shared amongst your team, I've seen, I've heard situations where when the mom comes back, she doesn't really have a role because the employer start, will start thinking about cutting costs on headcount since that work was being done by other people. Mm. So there are just so many, um, these are really complicated scenarios where you really don't know until you're working in that company, until you're working in that team and you understand the dynamics. And mm-hmm. then if those kind of scenarios are playing out, you can always seek for advice. Okay. So that kind of sounds like uh, motherhood penalty which I really hadn't heard of before, I think chatting with you when we were talking about scheduling this interview. So could you please explain what motherhood penalty is and how women's careers can be potentially impacted when they become mothers? The truth is um, there is motherhood penalty without sugarcoating it, right? And um, it's not something that employers will ever really agree to because every employer, especially in the times that we live in, will um, champion their peer in the lens of looking after their people and women and mothers included, right? But the truth is, the whole motherhood penalty comes not just when you having a job, but it comes when you're trying to seek for senior promotions. You will see a lot of women and mothers in junior roles. But once you start going to middle and top management, most of the times they are not considered for those roles. They are being sidelined because there's a lot of assumption that, oh, her priority is going to be her family, her children. You know, we are not sure if she's going to give her best to this job and all these different reasons that people will come up with to um, maybe not give you an opportunity. But again, although I do agree that it's motherhood penalty. I also say that we have to be strategic as moms as to how we approach our careers after we have kids. There was even a study that came out recently that um, I think it was the New York Times that posted a study saying um, 69% of working moms are more likely to be passed up for a new job than other employees. And 60% say career opportunities are given to less qualified employees instead of working moms who may be be more skilled, right? Wow. And 72% of both working moms and dads agree that women are penalized in their careers for starting families while men are not. So, yes, there is a motherhood penalty. We are being sidelined for promotions. But again, 
we need to be strategic. We need to make sure we are visible in the workplace. We need to make sure that we um, train ourselves to gain visibilities and find the roles and the organizations that are supportive, right, mm -hmm. of women and mothers. Like I say to so many people, um, there's a lot of work, right, going into educating the girl child and all of these different things. There's a lot of work going into that pipeline of um, projects. Mm -hmm. But there is a disconnect that happens when that girl child moves to the next stage of their life, right? And that's either marriage or motherhood or both. Hmm. Because when that happens, right, where is the whole talk about educating the girl child? Yes, we are now women, but that activity just kind of like poor. So all the degrees we've had, all the qualifications, all the experience, nobody's looking at that anymore right right so again this is what some of the things that we really um seek to do because once we are equipped as women once we are equipped as mothers once we are we gain all this experience and even after we have children we should be able to confidently return back to work and set the tone the narrative for ourselves and still accelerate our careers while raising kids and leaving all the judgment aside, we can do this. We just have to seize the opportunity and not let people or the teams or the organizations that we work for make these assumptions for us. Thank you for that. Um, you mentioned you mentioned um, pushing visibility at work. Can you maybe give one or two examples of how to do that? Yeah, um, like, like what I say, when you return back to work after maternity leave, and that's why really using your maternity, maternity leave well is really important. Once you return back to work, one of the key things you have to do is you need to learn how to set expectations so that you don't set yourself up for failure and so that you don't take on more than you can deliver on. And what do I mean by setting yourself for expectations? I, I, I also say, for example, write down what's important to you family goals and career goals, financial goals, time management, you know. And once you go back to work after this phase, your manager, your team, if you were starting work before at 7 a.m., before you had a baby, now that's, that will not be the case. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to deliver on your work. You just have to say that, okay, now I'm not able to start at 7 o'clock because I've got X, Y, Z, and I have to drop my baby off maybe wherever, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe my start time this time around is 9 a.m., but I have to leave the office at 4 or at 5, right, to pick up my baby as well, get them ready and put them into bed. But within these hours that I'm at work, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, depending on your workload that you've given them. Help them reprioritize your work mm -hmm. or reprioritize your work for your manager and for your team. One of the things that a lot of managers and a lot of um, leaders in organization like is they always like when people do bottom up management. What's Once that? you say, <laughs> that's another conversation, <laughs> but <laughs> bottom up management means that um, this is me. This is what you've asked me to do, right? This is what I can deliver between point X, Y, Z. And these are the different priorities. Can you confirm? okay right and once you start doing a lot of that you make your job easier because you are thinking strategically right you're prioritizing their work and they are not prioritizing the work for you so it means you're aligned with the organization strategy you're aligned with the direction that the company is going within that phase or that period and you are also um delivering on those different alignments 
Okay. Okay. So, and if they give you too much work that you know that maybe you cannot finish in four hours or in five hours, right? Ask, help them reset the timelines. You ask them like, you ask me to do X, Y, Z. I have to do, you know, all these different things, right? But in reality, right? I can turn around this in say by 4 p.m. This other one based on X, Y, Z, I can't give you by 5 p.m. as early expected because of some dependency that is out of your control. Make sure you manage your manager. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and as I say again, don't always say sorry, especially as black women and girls. Mm -hmm. We are taught to be very um, humble, which is good. We are taught to be very um, apologetic, but that does not serve us in the workplace. Okay. Be more assertive. Okay. Thank you very, very much, Melly. This has been a very insightful conversation. And I mean, I'm not planning to get pregnant again or go on maternity leave again, but I um, have learned a few things with how I will approach my job as it is, just as a mom as well. Exactly. Um, could you please let us know where to find you online and how we can get in touch with you? Yeah, um, you can find us on Instagram at Merging Parenthood. You can also, and um, we have a website called www.mergingparenthood and work. We are also on Facebook as at Merging Parenthood. We have a WhatsApp community as well if you want to join. And um, but, but if you reach out to us on um, Instagram, then you will have the link to join the community. Okay. Thank you very much, Millie. This has been a very awesome conversation and very insightful. And it's a great job that you're doing. I, I, I think, yes, it is very important for women to start thinking about these things before they get pregnant or fine. Yes, you've gotten pregnant, you've had children. Just how can you, you know, um, plan your maternal life and career life? How can you merge them both in a, in, in, in a, in a cohesive manner? So thank you very much for speaking with us today. And I wish you all of the very best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation. And thank you for all the work that you do as well, bringing all our stories to life through your podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Millie. Um, I hope you found it as insightful and thought-provoking as I did. Um, if you are an expectant mom or you already have children and planning to have more children in the future while also maintaining your career or growing your career, I hope that everything that Millie said has given you some thoughts and some guidance and direction uh, regarding um, your maternity leave and using the time wisely. Um, it's very important, especially as women, in ensuring that we are able to go back to work if we want to go back and not feel like, well, because we have children now, we can't possibly grow our careers. So I hope this conversation was good for you. If you enjoyed this episode, I believe that you will also enjoy episode 49. And in that episode, I spoke with Eero and Eero talked about managing motherhood and a C-level career. So while we didn't exactly talk about the whole maternity aspect of it, she gave so many um, gems. There was, there was a lot of wisdom in the things that she talked about. Um, because again, she's a C-level career woman and she has twins. She's a single mom and she's been able to continue growing her brand and growing her business 
and growing her career as her businesses and growing her career as well so that's episode 49 i think you'll enjoy it i think you'll also enjoy episode 38 where i spoke with dr lola day and we talked about balance and time management as a busy working mom so i hope you guys check out those two episodes i hope you enjoyed this one as well and i will catch you next time thank you guys for listening and i love you Thank you for listening to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast, real conversations about motherhood for the modern African woman. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe to Mommy Oyoyo on your preferred podcast player, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To keep up and join our conversations online, you can follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mommy Oyoyo. Also check out our website at www.mommyoyoyo.com and feel free to send feedback via email to mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time.